0: As he comes, amen. amen, everyone, you can take your seats and uh, it is so good to have you in church on Good Friday and uh, before I preach, uh, we would love to just take a moment to take communion together and I want to let everybody know that everyone here is welcome to take communion and uh, the team are going to distribute that right now. And uh, it's in Communion Church that we pause to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. And in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verse 14, says this. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfilment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Verse 19 says, and he took bread, gave thanks and broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Everyone, Jesus Christ's body was broken for you. Jesus Christ's blood was shed for you. And when we take communion, we're reminded through these emblems of what Jesus did for us. And as we take communion together right now, I want to encourage you, to think about how because of Jesus' sacrifice, we can be brought from being stained to being spotless. We can go from being under the wrath to being under the favour of God. We can go from being lost to found because of the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. As we take communion, I'm just going to pray everybody and just lead us through this moment. So if you just grab a hold of the bread, just pray over that. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to take this bread, in remembrance of your body, which was beaten and bruised, so that we may know God. And and Father, as we take the bread, we just give you praise and glory and honour for it. In Jesus' name, let's just take the bread together, church. If you'd like to just have the, the juice ready as well. Father, we just thank you for the juice we have here, Lord, which represents your blood, which was shed at Calvary for us. Lord, we thank you for the salvation found in your blood, what it represents, God, in us having eternal life and a transformed life, this side of eternity. And Jesus, we give you praise for your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take the juice, everybody. Amen. Church, once you've taken the bread and the juice, you're welcome to pass the cups to the end of the row. And uh, brilliant. Thank you, Isaac. Let's give Isaac a thanks as well, team. Well, so good to have you in church on Good Friday. And today, we really reflect on and remember and celebrate the cross. All of Scripture, all of the Bible is building to the events of Jesus' crucifixion. The Old Testament in the Bible paints a clear picture of of man's need for a saviour, and the New Testament reveals to us that saviour in the form of God's one and only Son, Jesus Christ, who was fully man and fully God and lived a sinless, perfect, holy life. Jesus' death on the cross is good news, and the Bible calls it the gospel. But I've often thought, especially as a child, how could it be good news That Jesus died on a cross so brutally and it's because of what Jesus death on the cross achieved for you and I it is because of Jesus death on the cross that you and I can be forgiven of our sin it's because of Jesus death on the cross that you can have a personal relationship with God where you can walk with God and know God it's because of Jesus' death on the cross that we can have eternity in heaven With God. The Bible so beautifully conveys man's need for God, but it also beautifully conveys man's need of God, but God's love for man. God sending his one and only Son to die on the cross is the ultimate demonstration of love. Love from God in heaven, our Heavenly Father, who you can know because of Jesus' death on the cross. I'd love us this Good Friday to read the passage together. It's going to come up on the screens in Matthew 27, verse 32. This is the crucifixion of Jesus. It says, as they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened... They were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Everybody, Jesus went to the cross for us. Jesus went to the cross for you. He was not dragged there. He willingly participated in what was the greatest rescue mission ever. He knew that in going to the cross, he would once and for all defeat sin and death. And he knew that on the other side, he would have connection with you. Through his death on the cross, broken man could now have relationship with holy God. Jesus' cross connected the two together. And it was him knowing the outcome that he went through all of the pain and the suffering and the humiliation, thinking of a relationship with you on the other side. When you look around the world and in other religions, you see man's effort to connect with God. People feeling under tremendous pressure to do the right thing, say the right thing, go to the right places to try and connect with God, where the story of the cross, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is what God has done to connect with you. He was willing to send his one and only son to pay the ultimate sacrifice so that he could connect with you. The cross is a picture of what God was willing to do to have a relationship with us. God has no beginning and God has no end. He's sovereign, he's holy, he's perfect, and you and I are none of those things. Because sin had separated us, we needed help to reconnect with God. And in his love, in his wisdom, God sent help. He sent a solution for all time, for all who who would receive the gift, for all that would put their faith in what Jesus did on the cross, they would receive that help in connecting to God. The gospel, the message of Jesus Christ is the great equalizer. That all can and all need a saviour. All can and all need the salvation of Jesus. The pastor, the prostitute, the barrister, and the barista, we all need salvation. The reality of the Christian faith, people putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, is the reality is that we do not think we're better than everybody else. Receiving the love of Jesus is the acceptance that I am broken and in need of saving. When people think Christians are high and mighty, that's not what Christianity is. Christianity is actually lowly and saying, I need the gift that Jesus has made available on the cross. Romans chapter 3, verse 22, it's going to come up on the screen, says, this righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. Just want to let everybody know, no one is good enough. No one else could have made this sacrifice. No one else could have paid this price because no one is good enough or holy enough than God Himself. And that is why God sent his one and only son, God in a bod, God in flesh and bone. He came and lived a sinless life and died in our place as our sacrifice so that we could know God. We've so beautifully heard tonight so many stories of people whose own story has collided with the story of Easter. Their life, their lived experience has collided with the gospel. You know, the gospel, the story of Easter that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life and died in our place, that story too can collide with your story. I don't know your story, I don't know what you've been through, but I know that everybody needs to have that holy, that special collision where your story connects to the story of Jesus Christ. There's an ongoing story that God is writing about the salvation of humanity for all who would believe Would you include yourself in that story by allowing Jesus Christ to come into your life? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, Therefore if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. Verse 18, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling, bringing back together the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled, to God, I want to encourage you tonight, be reconciled to God. Verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Just as Jesus rose from the dead, we too can rise to a new life, a transformed life. A bit of a funny picture to kind of paint how this works is, Imagine for a second a three-year-old child who by no fault of his own is the height of a three-year-old child. He can't do anything to change that. He might want to be seven feet tall, but there's something about him which he can't control, which means he is the height of a three-year-old. He stands in front of a 10-foot-high basketball hoop and someone comes out and says, in the next few minutes, a slam dunk needs to take place on that hoop or you're going to get punished. The three-year-old's like, what am I going to do? But then he realises that by the hoop is LeBron James. (laughs) LeBron James has the ability to do the dunk very easily. He does slam dunks in his sleep. The three-year-old is incapable of doing it on his own. It sounds silly, but it's a little bit like the picture of us and the punishment that we will deserve if we don't hit the mark, if we don't be holy, if we don't be righteous, if we don't do the right thing. Here's the funny thing. There's something about us, like this three-year-old's height, that we can't change. We're not like God. We're always going to fail. We're always going to fall. We're always going to make mistakes. There's sin in our nature, which means I can't do the right thing. I can't hit the mark. I'm incapable of doing it. But like LeBron James under the hoop, we have Jesus Christ available to say, (laughs) Jesus is saying to you and I, I know it's impossible for you to do that. So I'm not asking you to. All I'm asking is that you would reach out to me and ask for help. That three-year-old can look at the hoop all he wants, but all he really needs to do is ask LeBron James, hey, would you dunk it for me? That is what we need to say to Jesus Christ. Jesus, I cannot do it. I cannot connect to God. I cannot be holy. I cannot be righteous. Would you do it for me? The amazing thing about this is that we're not necessarily asking Jesus for, our, for his help. He is extending to us that help. Will we receive it? Will we respond to that? And that's what's before all of us tonight. Will we make that choice to receive the help that Jesus is extending through his death on the cross? Will you receive the help that Christ is offering to you? Will your life story include the cross? Will you join people like Simon and Naveen and Pastor Spencer in including Jesus in your life story? The invitation is there. The help has been extended. Will you tonight make a decision to open up your heart and begin a journey walking with Jesus Christ? If the band would like to join me, I just want to close by saying this, speaking for myself, I personally tonight believe that what Jesus did on the cross was enough for a sinner like me to know God in a personal way. Every night when I go to bed, every morning when I wake up, I know that what Jesus did on Calvary, on the cross, was enough for me. Despite the failings that I do, the mistakes that I made, the sin that I intentionally do, I know that that was enough to cover my sin and make a way for me to know God. I know in my heart of hearts that what Jesus did on the cross was enough for me to be saved and transformed. I know that what Jesus Christ did on the cross was enough for me to have a transformed life this side of eternity and an assured eternity in heaven. I know that in this life because of Jesus, I don't have to be good enough because Christ was perfect in my place. I don't have to pay a price because Jesus paid it on the cross. Two quotes that I love. One is this. When a man believes in Christ... He is in that moment in God's sight as as though he had never sinned in all his life. I'll say that again. When a man believes in Christ, he is in that moment in God's sight as though he had never sinned in all his life. Another quote that I love, if you give God your rap sheet, He'll give you His resume. If you give God your rap sheet, He'll give you His resume. What does that mean? When we come to Jesus and say, Jesus, Jesus, Here's all my failings. I'm at the end. I don't know what else to do. And I know the answer's not in myself. Would you help me? He gives us a resume which says, paid for, settled, righteous, made holy. Jesus is all of the things we cannot be. And he's offering it to us. If you give him your rap sheet, he'll give you his resume. I love this in Luke chapter 15, verse 7. It says, I tell you in the same way, there will be more rejoicing In heaven, over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Jesus went and did the unthinkable, thinking of you at the finish line, knowing that if he could be the sacrifice, that he could have a relationship with you. And the Bible tells us that when people come to Christ, there's a party happening in heaven. And the party's happening because heaven is wanting you to connect with God. God's heart is to be in connection with you. He loves you. He's got a great calling on your life. He wants to know you. Will you tonight put your faith in Jesus? Will you put your trust and your hope in the finished work on the cross? Will you tonight begin a journey walking with God? It's not about being perfect. It's not about being holy. It's about saying Jesus I need your help like that three-year-old boy to LeBron James <laughs> will you tonight say Jesus I need your help I can't do it my way anymore and I know there's something missing in my heart and in my soul and I need to respond to Jesus I want to encourage you whether it's your first time tonight or you've been many times this opportunity can be for you maybe you've grown up in church or this might be your first experience at a church ever don't miss this opportunity open up your heart to God and put your faith in Jesus Christ. When you do that, something supernatural will happen, where from the inside out, you begin to be transformed into who God truly called you to be. Set free from your sin. Set free from those things that have left you broken and hurting. Through God, you'll never walk alone again. And The Bible tells us it's as simple as believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so I want to give us all the opportunity tonight on Good Friday to put our faith in Jesus Christ, to believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. Could we all stand together, church? I just invite everybody in the room from front to back, left to right, just to close your eyes, just to focus on nothing else and no one else other than you and your relationship with God. Younger person, older person, first person, Timer, someone who's been in church all their life. If you've not made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, this moment is for you. This opportunity is for you. I want to encourage you in this moment, open up your heart and believe in faith that what Jesus Christ did on the cross is enough for you to have a relationship with God. So, right across the room, if that's you and you're saying, Jordan, I want to put my faith in Jesus. I believe in the cross. I believe in the resurrection. I believe that I can have salvation through Jesus Christ alone. If you're saying that in your heart, I want to encourage you to respond. And I would love to pray a short prayer with you if that's you. And so if that is you here tonight and you're wanting to respond, I want you on the count of three just to lift your hand up. I'd love to know who I'm praying for and praying with. And if you're here tonight, whether it is your first time, you've been many times, if you want to respond to Jesus tonight on Good Friday, 2022, I want you to shoot your hand up on the count of three and I'd love to lead you in a prayer on the count of three. One, two, three. Is there anybody here tonight? I see that hand. I see that hand. Is anybody else? Keep raising them up. Keep raising them up. Don't miss this opportunity tonight on Good Friday to put your faith in Jesus Christ. What a great day. Today is the day of salvation. If this is for you, I want you to just lift your hand up so I can see you. I would love to pray with you. Hands going up already. Is there anybody else? Keep lifting them. Keep lifting them. Don't leave this place tonight not knowing where you stand with God. Don't leave not knowing whether you will spend eternity in heaven. Leave with peace in your heart. Leave with confidence knowing that you've received Jesus' free gifts. Keep raising them. Just a few more moments. A few more moments. Awesome, you can pop your hands down. Church, can we just celebrate those people that responded? How awesome, how awesome. Hey, we're going to do one last thing. We're going to do what the Word of God says, that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, that we will be saved. So we're going to together... Believe in our heart and confess through prayer that Jesus is Lord. And as we do that, something significant is going to happen in your life. And the key to this prayer is to mean it with all your heart and to be sincere. And everybody, let's pray together and let's all join in in this prayer. Just repeat after me. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your free gift of salvation. I'm sorry, God, for living life my own way. Help me from today to live for you for all the days of my life in Jesus mighty name amen 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 come on church let's celebrate let's do a little bit of what heaven's doing right now so good so good Hey, if you just did respond to Jesus, I want to encourage you, don't rush off without having a chat to one of the team about that decision or that that prayer that you prayed. We would love to help you on your faith journey. I want to encourage you to not do it alone, but to just let one of our team know and we would love to just pray with you and answer any questions that you may have. Hey, we are right at the end of our service. I want to thank you so much for being here for our Good Friday service. We have three great services this Sunday on Easter Sunday. I want to encourage you, bring your neighbours, bring your friends, bring yourself, and we're going to have a powerful time in church on Easter Sunday. Everyone be blessed. Can't wait to see you on Sunday. Friday's here, but Sundays are coming. Amen. I believe in God our Father. I believe in